Hi, my name is Ashton Fish, and I am the host of Sound Mind Podcast and Vlog. Today, we have Christina Joannidis, a pastor and professional psychologist, who's going to talk about anxiety and coping strategies to make it through anxiety in this crazy time. I hope you enjoy the episode today. Well, welcome, Christina, to the Sound Mind podcast and vlog. I'm so glad to have you on today. I was just thinking about how long have I known Christina for? And I think it's been around seven years back when you were a youth leader, I think, in the Santa Clarita area. And so um, now you are a professional psychologist. You pastor with your husband, Mike, uh, New Life Church in Harbor City in uh, Long Beach, South Bay area. And so I just wanted to welcome you on here and say thank you so much. Can you share a little bit more about yourself? And yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. I think this is so cool and so needed that we get to talk about some of the issues going on and just um, kind of chat together. And um, for sure. So yeah, my husband and I are campus pastors in um, at New Life in Harbor City. And I um, do therapy and testing and counseling in um, a private practice setting in Long Beach professionally. And then just pastoring, helping with um, yeah, uh, premarital counseling. We do all of it. Uh, <laughs> care for care for the church, you know, helping run the campus. And so, yeah, I love it. I love being able to just walk through life with people and um, offer the education and the training I've had, and combine it with with just God's heart and Scripture. And so, it's super helpful. So I'm excited to jump yeah. in and talk about the stuff we have today. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And some of you might recognize Christina. She was just doing a, a workshop up at camp at our Sound Mind Winter Camps with her husband, Mike. And um, and then also, yeah, you are a licensed pastor. So um, thank you so much for being on here and being a pastor, but also helping with um, knowledge and wisdom in the mental health field. So I want to talk about anxiety today. Um, so many of us are struggling with anxiety. I know I felt it lately of just, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on with this coronavirus? What the heck's going on with my, just my emotions and my thoughts and, and how am I going to get all this done and worries and just overwhelmed, I think is an understatement probably for how we're all feeling. And so I wanted just to open up that topic kind of broadly on anxiety. Um, and I have a question for you. Um, and I want to preface it with this. I've heard that not all anxiety is bad. Um, for instance, like the anxiety that I have a test coming, hopefully gives me some positive behaviors to study for the test. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, it's yeah. a great question. And with everything going on, I'm so glad we're talking about this. But yeah, so hardwired in our system, right? The way that our neurons are um, structured is that we have this automatic response to danger. When there's like a threat or something going on, it's called fight or flight response. And so, um, it helps to keep us safe. Like it helps us in situations when we're being threatened or in danger. We want this automatic response where our body is alert and responds quickly to help us be safe. And so it's something that's God given within us that protects us. Um, so having like a test at school or having even walking through grocery stores right now and seeing shelves empty, like, right. There's yeah. a little bit of this natural, normal anxiety that's coming. Cause we're like, wait, am I going to have food? Am I going to have what I need? Am I prepared for this test? Did I, I study enough? And so those are like good responses and good feelings to have, to help us to be prepared, to help us to make sure we have what we need to be safe. If you didn't 
get nervous about that test, you probably wouldn't study super hard for it. Or, yeah. um, you know, if you didn't see the shelves emptying, maybe you wouldn't have gotten some of those extra food, extra food or supplies that you needed. Um, so it's helping to, to help us survive. When, when it becomes bad is when we're in safe situations or situations where we're not in danger and the anxiety rises up and we yeah. are having a hard time managing and controlling that. Um, so when you're sitting in your room and you're just watching a movie or reading a book and all of a sudden your heart starts racing and you have all these symptoms of anxiety, when you're not in danger yeah. is when it can become a problem because you don't need to protect yourself or, or, you know, be concerned about being safe in that moment when you're already safe. And so it's about figuring out like, am I, is this a natural anxiety with everything going on with? The coronavirus, right? Some of this is normal, natural anxiety we should be feeling because things are a little crazy and unknown. And that's like a good response. So we make healthy choices to be safe. Yeah. But when you know you have a home, you have food, you're with your family, things are good, and you're having this constant feeling of nervousness or anxiety, that's when we need to just pull back and take some steps to try to help calm our body and do things to help us to realize we're safe and we're okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so again, again, thank you for helping explain what that positive natural anxiety that we all have. Cause I think sometimes anxiety becomes that taboo word, like, Oh, anxiety. And every, it just, you know, X, no anxiety, no anxiety. And it's like, well, no, some anxiety is actually natural and it helps us to be safe. Like you said, with the fight or flight response, but also, there's this thing called negative anxiety, and you alluded to that a little bit with just like, again, you're safe, you're feeling good, you're reading a book, you're watching a movie, and all of a sudden, your heart races, and you might be having that anxiety or even an anxiety attack. What are some ways to identify that negative anxiety and to become more aware of what is positive anxiety and what's negative anxiety? For sure. So, um, yeah, like in that situation, when you're just kind of sitting in your room and things are calm, you're not in danger. Um, if you've noticed your heart start beating, if you notice yourself sweating, if you notice yourself worrying and kind of obsessing over thoughts or um, anticipating things about the future that you have no control over, and there's this like constant restless restlessness or like uneasiness, unsettled feeling. Sometimes it's intense butterflies in your stomach. Um, sometimes your heart starts beating really fast. Sometimes shortness of breath, um, or yeah, this like feeling of doom and you know that you don't know what's going to happen and you just feel like oh my gosh the world's going to be over or even sometimes feeling like you're going to have a heart attack or you're going to die um mm-hmm. so those are symptoms that are happening when you're in a situation where you're safe that you kind of go okay something's going on i need to to step back maybe go wash my face do some deep breathing um, talk to somebody do some things to help me to to slow my body down because they're like physiological, physical responses that we don't always have control over. We do have control over our thoughts. And so we can stop mm, that's good. what we're thinking about and change the situation or the circumstance so that we can help our body to calm down. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I like that idea of washing your face or take a shower or, um, and I heard that helps even change kind of the temperature in the body. That's why people re- recommend that. So kind of brings your body back on the ground per se. Um, So that's good. And that leads me kind of to my next question. It's very practical. What are some like practical things that can help students and leaders right now 
uh, with anxiety at home? What are some practices and some things that can really benefit them right now in this time of anxiety? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, it comes from recognizing what's going on and what you're feeling. Um, it can feel really scary when you like don't know what's going on in your body and why your body is responding the way it's responding. So I think just understanding what anxiety is or what those panic feelings are and then doing what I call like reality check or reality testing of like, okay, what's happening in my body? How am I feeling? Okay, I feel scared. I feel unsafe. I feel nervous. I feel anxious. But where am I? Am I safe? Like, am I in a position that I'm okay? And so you sort of check into what's happening in your reality. Yeah, I'm in my room. I'm good. Like I just, my heart's racing. I don't know why, but I'm safe. And so telling yourself like, I'm okay, I'm safe or whatever the thought that might come in of, you know, we're all going to die, you know, okay, well, what's the reality of that situation? Even with all of these cases of coronavirus and people isolating, like not very many people are dying. Most people are getting the treatment they need to. And so let me do reality testing, reality checking of what is actually true in this situation versus what my mind is playing tricks on me with or telling me to think or, or feel or what my body is reacting to that maybe is actually not happening. Mm. Um, so real, reality testing is really good because I think sometimes we can talk ourselves down and out of those feelings um, and those thoughts that can snowball and kind of make things so much bigger than they need to be if we just check in with what's happening around us and where we are and what's going on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing then pretending like the anxiety doesn't exist is probably not a good solution. <laughs> no, because it oftentimes will make it worse or it'll come back more often. Um, and so it's really important to recognize the symptoms that you feel and then to do some helpful things to, to make them go away, not just push them away, but actually like help decrease your stress level, decrease the physical symptoms, decrease those racing thoughts. And there's so much we can do. So um, that's one that I love, reality testing. Another one that's kind of cool is to do the like worst case scenario game. Um, and sometimes I think we're so afraid to think of like, well, how bad could it be? And, but we do that in our head all the time anyways, right? Like we always think worst case scenario on our own. So sometimes verbalizing that and having like somebody else you can play that game with is helpful. Okay, so worst case scenario. Well, what if that does happen? What if I do get coronavirus? What if I do have to stay in my house for a month straight and I can't go out? What if we do run out of food? Like, and play out what would happen. Well, if I do get coronavirus, then I'll go to the doctor and I'll get treated and they'll help me, right? Mm -hmm. Help decrease some of the anxiety. Okay, I guess it's not gonna be that big of a deal. Um, worst case scenario, we run out of food. Okay, well, we have neighbors or we have people that maybe we could help us or some food delivery service or that fast food restaurant <laughs> is open. I can go get it, right? And so talking through sometimes those worst fears or worst case scenarios can help realize like, even if it was this bad, there's still a solution. There's still an option and it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, and so sometimes that can help, especially for really like analytical people that like to think a lot and are constantly in their head. Like this can be really helpful for you to just talk out, okay, what's the plan? Like, what is our emergency plan? What is our, what are we going to do in the worst case scenario? And that can help sometimes ease the anxiety. That's good. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you for these first ones with the re reality testing and then playing the worst case scenario game is really to embrace anxiety. 
Yeah. Is it, you don't, you're not trying to just push it away and pretend it doesn't exist. No, you're actually encouraging us to step into and become more aware of where you're at. Well, yeah, because there's a reason that you're feeling that way. Remember, like this is hardwired in us to have this fight or flight response. So when anxiety comes up, there's a reason you're feeling anxious. Maybe you're not feeling safe. Maybe you're not feeling prepared. Maybe there's something you need to do or talk out or work through to help yourself um, work through that anxiety because it isn't it isn't uncommon to feel it. Like it's normal for us to feel it. It's just when it becomes so overwhelming or nonstop and you don't let yourself work through it, that it becomes a problem. Mm, That's good. Thank you. Yeah. So then other things, um, you know, just really practical things you can do deep breathing. Like we said, washing your face, taking a shower, going outside for a walk, um, changing your like scenario, your situation can be really helpful. Um, focusing on something that you enjoy doing um, can be really helpful. Journaling is so good. Sometimes if you don't have somebody right there to talk to and to talk it out with, just writing out all your feelings can be helpful because then sometimes we come back and look and go, man, what was I so worried about? Why was I stressed? (laughs) Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, So again, getting it out in some way. Physical activity can be really good too. Running, walking, um, doing jumping jacks in your room or push-ups or sit-ups <laughs> or something, right? Because then we're releasing positive endorphins that help our body, help our mind just shift focus. Um, obviously, spending time with Jesus is super important. I can't tell you how many times I have felt anxious and just put on that worship song, especially like the ones we come back from at camp, like singing, right? <laughs> and you just put that on and you have a minute just being in God's presence and just worshiping and it totally shifts your attitude and your focus and you're able to, to realize like, okay, God's in control. I'm going to be good. I don't have to worry about this. Um, there's some really cool meditation apps too. And, um, there's, there's a couple that are Christian focused. There's one calm that I've heard really good things about that sort of walk you through, um, just like breathing, focusing on mindfulness, being present in your situation, getting out of your head again, and sort of connecting the mind body that like mind body connection so through like meditating on god's word on a scripture through breathing um focusing on something you know it really can help us to shift our focus again and even i think lectio divina does it a little bit too you mm-hmm. have like those scriptures that you meditate so your your daily bible study and just focusing on something else um and meditating on god's word is really helpful so look into that because there's cool apps um something i too really talk i love to talk about is about like doing things that are soul giving um and like life giving to ourselves so often when we're like stressed or we don't know what to do we sort of just revert to what's comfortable and safe right so netflix youtube just laying around texting friends being on social media and sometimes that helps but sometimes it's just like a momentary distraction. Um, and it isn't always helpful going on social media because then you see all the stuff people are posting or you see all these other things and it can add to that anxiety. So I think being really intentional about what you're filling your time and your mind with um, and things that would be soul giving would be things that bring you like joy and pleasure and fulfillment and 
or making you feel good about what you're doing, right? So laying around all day in your room, on your bed, isolating from everybody isn't going to feel so good. Yeah. Getting up and going and talking to your parents or your siblings or playing games or cooking or crafting or doing things that are like life-giving, soul-giving, where you feel like you're creating something, you're doing something, you're contributing in some way. Um, Maybe there's some like social service project you could do even from your house, you know, to just get involved in and feel like you're giving back. Because so often we, in the isolation, in the fear and the anxiety, like depression can rise up and we just want to sort of hide under the covers till everything goes away. Um, but it doesn't actually help. And so I think just being in a place where like you, we see the other thing too, that I, that I like to, um, that I like to talk about is that like anxiety often. And when you go in and you see all the, the stores right now, like people are trying desperately to control something because when you're feeling anxious, you feel out of control. And so what is it that you can control? What is something you can do in the midst of feeling out of control with everything going on in the world? You can go try a new recipe and cook something. You can go do a fun science project. You can, you know, do something that's enjoyable, that's life-giving, that you feel like you have this little bit of control over your world and your environment. Um, So I think that's super, super important too. Yeah. So you're saying it's okay to be a control freak a little bit? It is, as long as what you're doing is life-giving and and fulfilling in some way, not out of panic or fear or worry. Yeah. And I think right now that's a big fear for people is like, oh, what's, what's the meaning of life? What, again, what am I contributing to? And I just want to encourage our listeners that there's so many things that you can do from your house. Even if it's, you like to play video games, you can be a light for Jesus playing video games. Like you can cook and serve your family. You know, you can clean and, you know, I'm sure your mom would love for you to clean your room right now. If you're a student at home, shoot, my wife would love for me to clean when I'm at home too. So, but I mean, just doing those positive activities, like you're saying, that's bringing contribution. I think that's a great, um, great idea. So. Yeah. And to the other thing I would say is try to stick to a routine as much as possible, because I think when we have all this extra time on our hands, all this free time, right, sometimes our mind just wanders. And again, we're reverting back to what's comfortable. I'm just going to watch some shows. I'm just going to lay around in my room, but like try to get up and take a shower and eat breakfast or eat meals at regular times. Try to like do something to stick with sort of this routine, this schedule to help you at least have something you're focused on, you're working towards, you're motivated with, um, to help us get out of those like funk moments of just feeling kind of lazy or bored or worried. Cause then, you know, it's easy to just go back to those bad habits of just stressing and worrying about stuff. So doing yeah. something is really helpful in keeping with the routine. Yeah, that's good insight. And yeah, well, and personally for my wife and I, we love doing breathing exercises. And yeah. so I actually adapted another breathing exercise um, and I call it four square breathing. And this is so cheesy, but I'm just going to sh- share with our, our listeners. Excited. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you've probably seen it, but I adapted it from something else. So it's um, breathe in for four seconds, mm-hmm. your breath for four seconds, and then breathe out for four seconds. And then repeat that four more times. And that's one minute of a breathing exercise. That's great. And that's something for me, even when this whole coronavirus thing came out, I was like, two, three, four, 
holding one, two, you know what I mean? Like, and that really helped me come back down into my body because I was feeling anxiety. I was feeling overwhelmed and that mm. helped kind of ground me. So I know um, breathing exercises can be very practical and very helpful. So thank you for mentioning, yeah, mentioning that. Yeah. No, and the biggest thing for me sometimes too, is like, I just need to put my phone down. I just need to turn off the TV and go yeah. do something to put my mind on something else. Like I have a toddler, she's almost two, she's running around and she desperately just wants somebody to play with her and to do something. And sometimes it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I have to work. And so I need to sit in front of my computer. I need to be on my phone or let me check out what the latest news is and social media. And sometimes just taking a step away and recognizing like it can be such a huge distraction that's yeah. just making me more anxious and getting more worked up. And I have this adorable little girl that just wants to play with me. Like I can go sit and play with her and do something that's life-giving to me and to her and have fun sitting on the floor, knocking over blocks and being silly or running around the house or whatever. Right. And it's good for me because then I'm like being present and I'm being in, in the moment and doing something that is fun instead of just getting distracted by all the things that are going on around and I have to make sure I have all the information and you know, for what nothing really has changed that much in the five minutes that I'm, you know, putting my phone down 15 minutes I'm putting my phone down. Yeah. I'll find out when I need to know. And so I think just being intentional about your time with the people that are in your house and finding fun things to do to be with them and to enjoy that time together because it is sort of like a forced vacation together and you guys are all together and so find things to do that can be really fun yeah no that's so good i mean unplugging is so important for all of us especially in this time it's tempting to try to be in everything all the time and on social media and on this live stream um i kind of look at it like downloading if you just had all these things downloading on your computer on your phone all the time there's no rest and i feel like if we constantly are getting downloaded you know this information or whatever we're not allowing our souls to rest and process and kind of center. So thank you for, for mentioning that. Um, Kristen, I want to shift the last question that I had for you is as a pastor, and I really appreciate, and I believe in women in ministry, and I believe that you are a powerful woman of God. And so I wanted to um, let you, can you pastor me? Can you pastor us for a few minutes and just pour some encouragement into us from God's word uh, to end our time today? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. And yeah, I think it's so important to remember, like, when all is said and done, like, God has the final say. And mm -hmm. even when things around us feel crazy and um, feel sort of upside down, that God is with us in those moments. And that's been something he's been speaking to me specifically, is just being aware of his presence and being aware of the fact that, like, he's in it. Like, it feels like we're in the fire sometimes, but we forget, like, God's in the fire with us. He's not just leaving yeah. us. Um, and so for those of you that were at camp, our camp verse was like so perfect and prophetic for what's going on in this time. But 2 Timothy 1.7, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Isaiah 41 tells us, don't be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious hand. Like, man, that is so awesome. because he's with us. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to help us. Whatever we need, God is there to help provide it. So if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling worried, if we're feeling bored, if we're feeling 
sad, whatever it is, like God wants to be in that with us. And so I think just being reminded that like, we're not alone. And even in isolation, even in our homes of, you know, the social distancing and the safe safety in place, right? Where we all have to stay at, 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 in the house. It's like, God is there with you. He's in your home. He wants yeah. to be a part of that with you. And then two, um, Deuteronomy 31, six was another one that God brought to my mind of just being strong and courageous and not being afraid or terrified. Like speak out. You guys have such a cool opportunity in this time to connect with friends through social media and through texting and check in on people, like be somebody that's encouraging other people and saying, Hey, how are you holding up? How are you doing? Like we're in this together. Like we can do this. And just be a source of like light and encouragement, be courageous, talk to people about God, like let them know that they don't have to be afraid too. Um, because that that's huge. Like to have, mm-hmm. to have a reason to hold on to hope and to feel peace and to experience God's peace in the midst of craziness all around us is like a gift that you can give people who don't know that or have that. Um, so yeah, I think so many times like, God tells us, we can read it in scripture over and over again. Don't be afraid. He promises he's going to be with us. He promises to protect us. Mm-hmm. God loves you. He cares about you so much. And so um, don't get caught up in the fear and the worry and the anxiety. Like rise above that. Let God carry you higher than those circumstances, right? And and be with him above the clouds and in in the midst of just watching all the silliness that people are doing and just being like, man, I just feel peace like that. I think we, we have that opportunity as believers. Mm -hmm. Um, and remembering that like, we're not promised that we're never going to go through hard stuff. Um, but God promises to always get us through and to be with us in the midst of, and so this is going to pass. Like this is going to pass. This isn't forever. This is just a circumstance. And then you're going to have awesome stories to tell, your kids about um this crazy thing that happened to us right and and what god did in the midst of that and so just like don't shy away from maybe things god would want to speak to you and things he would want to teach you maybe there's um this is a good chance for you to just dive into your devotions more and time in the word or reading that cool book that your pastor kept recommending (laughs) and avoiding right like you have this extra time and so i think just just lean into it and lean into God in the midst of it and let him, let him surprise you with just not getting caught up in the circumstance, but being able to see like what he's wanting to speak and do um, through all of it. So that would be my encouragement. Well, thank you so much for pastoring us in that. And, and really, from, even from the beginning, talking about the you know, uh, positive anxiety, negative anxiety, and the delineation between that, that was very helpful. And then actually the positive practices that we can um, implement that's that was really awesome and then of course at the end reminding us of God's word to continue to press into that and like you said as believers thank God we have Jesus <laughs> thank God we're not alone in this um, so don't be alone in this struggle know that people are with you and um, that we're going to continue to post some podcasts and some encouraging things and and, and last thing I think we wanted to, to share was um, make sure that you are talking with somebody uh, Christina is going to share her um, email address if you need any, have any questions or things for her. But, and actually, Christina, can you end uh, by talking a little bit about um, what you were saying about your own community and making sure to get connected in your community? 
Yeah, so it's super important. I mean, I know our church, we're doing everything online where, you know, we usually have midweek services. A lot of youth groups are even doing, um, you know, online, let's be live together. Um, There's so many opportunities to connect with your community. And so I would just encourage you guys to do that, to reach out, to, to join every video call, every podcast that's put out there, like listen, stay connected. Um, but if you're having a hard time and if you really are struggling with anxiety and you're feeling like you need more help, more support, um, you know, it's, it's so important to reach out. I think that the misconception is that people don't, they're too busy or they don't have time for me or they don't, you know, they have their own stuff, but, but what you're going through is important. And so I think giving yourself the opportunity to like reach out to your, your pastors, to your leaders, talk to your parents, like reach out to them because they can understand too. Um, but if you're needing more help than that, like there are a lot of people that are doing, um, a lot of therapists, a lot of counselors who are doing online, um, telehealth, video stuff, phone sessions. And so I think reach out to those resources, get them. Um, it's so important to connect with somebody who's near you because then you can follow up with them and have more of that long-term relationship and be able to invest in like ongoing therapy, ongoing checking in. Um, I would love to be available to help all of you and you can totally reach out and email me and, you know, ask me questions. But I think it's super important to make sure that you guys have that long-term um, person that could be there to walk through it with you. I feel like there's going to be stuff as we transition back into going to school and going to work once we get out of quarantine. And so I want you guys to have people that are close by that you trust, that know you, that can carry you through all of those next steps too. And so reach out, don't be afraid. Awesome. Well, thank you, Christina, so much for being on here. Uh, Give Mike and Charlotte our love from the Fish family. And everybody, thank you for being a part of Sound Mind podcast and vlog. I hope you enjoyed this episode today.